Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Okay, so back in episode 21, we first discussed the money matters that evolve around starting a side gig Mm -hmm. and setting yourself up for success. So today, we're going to take it a little step further and discuss three things that you should know before you even get started. So all those side gigs vary from you know, difficulty and scale. We're going to uh, talk about it and take it the perspective of if you were starting your mm-hmm. own side hustle from the ground up here. Yeah. I mean, the statistics out there are a little kind of bleak, honestly. Over 600,000 new businesses are started every year, according to the SBA. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, based on the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, stat, uh, what they put out there, 20% will fail in the first two years. 45% will fail within five and 65% within 10. Only 25% of businesses usually end up making it to 15 years. So what we're hoping to do today is kind of give you a leg up by talking right. about, you know, we always say if you don't, if you don't have a plan, then you're plan- planning to fail. So, you know, the reasons for these failures vary, but the truth is that many of them failed before they started because they just didn't have a really good structure to them. So that's kind of what our focus right. is going to be today. Yeah. Yeah. And among the most common reasons for the failure is just having a very poor business plan, mm-hmm. right? Not not having thought it out completely. Uh, so today we're going to go over three of the main components that you'll want to have to build a solid business plan and make sure that you get started on the right foot. So the first thing you've got to do is determine what the need is. Every business at its core is about one thing, satisfying a need. A lot of small businesses come out of a situation where someone's very frustrated about something. They, mm-hmm. we, they're they like, if only we had something for X. Mm-hmm. And then they come up with a way to develop it. So you've got to understand what the needs are. And if you if you spot a need, then you can create a business around that need. Right. Yeah. So just kind of curious in your uh, meetings with clients and that kind of thing. I mean, I know that I've met with several that have, you know, these business ideas mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people have goals, right? Of, you know, at some point I want to start a business. Yes. All right. And I mean, th- this, this kind of, uh, for me, is very relatable to that experience because I, I kind of have to go through this, you know, as far as figuring out, okay, do you actually have mm-hmm. a need that you're satisfying? You know, how, how far into it, you know, are you? And, uh, just building building that that whole structure. And so, I, I don't know, has that, have you experienced that? Yes, I, but I, what I find interesting is about half the people that come in and say, I want to start a business. I'm like, great, what are you passionate about? What is your business going to be? They're like, I don't know. I just I just want to start a business someday. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, well, yeah. we'll make a note of that. Um, but I think it goes back to the, you know, just like with retirement planning, you've got to have a plan first and then execute. So if you can pause long enough to say, okay, what is the need? And is it really a need or are there, you know, a bunch of other people out there doing it? That's kind of a start. So we're going to talk a little more about that later. But if you think back to the gold rush in the mid 1800s, when the masses were moving west to find gold, the ones who recognized that the miners would need supplies, they were the ones that made it big. Not necessarily the miners. A lot of people went and failed, but those that were selling shovels, they had a a market. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, kind of like our, uh, our folks that we meet with that might be just a little bit uh, kind of in in the, in the stars Mm -hmm. as far as dreaming up (laughs) expectations. Yes. Their, their business ideas and that kind of thing. Uh, You know, it can be very difficult to determine if a need is really, uh, really important. And if it's on a large scale level, and if it's something that's going to be able to, uh, you know, to maintain 
their uh, a business, mm-hmm. right? And not just something that's uh, small or local or, or just specific to maybe their small group of friends. Yes. Right? Uh, sometimes we get these big ideas just uh, because one other person says, that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. like a great idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've got something and you think it's good, take the time to do an analysis. Reach out to other people around you. Get on shoot use social media hey i've got this idea what are y'all thinking for people that you trust if you need to but do a market analysis to formulate your plan of how you're going to market this once you've figured out how you're going to create it you know you should be able to describe your ideal customer to a t and know exactly how to reach those people before you really get going and now you can you can certainly if you've already started your side hustle you can certainly do this along the way but if you haven't started yet we're just encouraging you to pause Mm -hmm. and think through that first because it will make it go much smoother for you yeah now once you know exactly who your market is and exactly how to market how to reach those people that is going to give you a huge huge leg up and the thing is there's a lot of companies out there uh, you know a lot of marketing companies uh, data analysis companies that specialize in doing just this part mm-hmm. right the, the whole market an- analysis and being able to provide you a lot of insight into who you're looking to make uh, do business with yes and I think you also have to have realistic expectations the first year of most businesses you're not necessarily going to be profitable and you're going to be working really really hard mm-hmm. so you've got to have that long-term mindset on the front end before you get into this right right and I mean a huge part of you know, why you might not be uh, very successful in your first year is because there's a lot of competition, Mm -hmm. right? Depending on, you know, kind of what what kind of business you're going into. uh, I mean, chances are that there's going to be a lot of players already in that business, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge part of why that that market analysis is really important is because you want to know, okay, what's my market share going to be Mm -hmm. here, right? Mm -hmm. So how much of the market that I'm trying to reach how much of that is already being reached and then how much room is there for me? Yes. And what unique feature are you offering that maybe there might be a nuance to the thing? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people out there that make shirts, but if you're the one that can make the most creative ones, you might be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to understand what the need is first. And then, as you mentioned, you've got to know who your competitors are. You know, mm-hmm. if the solution's already been identified and solved by someone else, it doesn't mean you don't have a, an opportunity for a, a you know a new business there. Some of them improve on timeless ideas. You know, I mean, let's be real. Everybody needs to eat. Right. <laughs> I went to a restaurant right before this. So, yeah. 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 A small business one, too. Exactly. Kudos to you. Um, but, you know, everybody needs to eat. Um, often there are things like construction. There's lots of opportunities there to just enhance what's already there. Transportation. And then, honestly, you know, the whole concept of, you know, one-to-one type marketing, that has, has taken off a lot, especially in the last five years. But you got to know your stuff and you've got to be willing to put in the time. Right. Exactly. So, for example, you know, when the CDs, when CDs. Do you uh, even know what CDs are? I, Let's I actually, there. I actually do. Okay. And I actually still Yay, own I don't feel some. super old. <laughs> I think somewhere in some closet mm. in my mom's house, there's still in a stack of like 30 or 50 uh, readable, writable CDs, which is uh-huh. what I would use to make my mixed. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> mixed, made mixtapes. I guess hey. mixed CDs. I don't know. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely uh, um, bringing up old memories hey, here. Not super old memories, right? Fairly, fairly new memories. I mean, right? I think that started when I was like eleven. But okay, I don't sure. want to talk to you anymore. Moving on. Sure. Go ahead. So. <laughs> It seemed like CDs were going to be the technology of the future, mm-hmm. right? And they were trending smaller and smaller. You know, um, I think micro CDs came out. Mm-hmm. And so I think kind of the, they were 
thinking along the the right direction of okay, we need to make this you know more compact and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because I mean, let's be real. I had literal binders full of CDs yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I would have to lug around and like dig through the page. I honestly still have them. I'm not going to lie because I bought those. I'm keeping them. Right. Um, My but, brother does too. But you're right. They were trying to make it more manageable for people to carry. Mm-hmm. But then a new company stepped in. Right. So Macintosh, right, which uh, most people know now as Apple, uh, they realized that you know that you could only carry so so many CDs, and then mm-hmm. the hassle of having to switch CDs, right, uh, to listen to different artists or a different album, whatever it was. So they they developed the iPod, and mm-hmm. CDs are now a thing of the past. I will tell you, I have not an original iPod, yeah. but like one of the original ones. Okay. It's not, it's like only like three years into all their iterations. <laughs> I had the shuffle, not the little bitty square oh, yeah. one, but the one that's just a little bit bigger. And I still have it um, because nice. it has some like kids music that my kids can use still. And if they break it, I wouldn't be heartbroken. Yeah. But when you think about that, there was nothing wrong with CDs, mm-hmm. really. It just was the, there was an opportunity to make it more accessible to people, to make the music more accessible to people and improve on it. And that's where it came from. And now Apple is one of those huge companies that everybody is impacted by. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Everybody knows somebody that has an iPhone. And if they hadn't taken that step, they wouldn't have been able to take the next steps too. Right. Yeah. And the big question here is what value can you create for mm-hmm. your customers that your competitors are not already doing? Yes. So it's sometimes about nuance. It's sometimes about just being unique. Uh, I was just talking with Mark the other day and we were planning for this about chicken salad chick. Oh yeah. Um, so there's this company I was reading about the, the original one new, uh, new single mom. She was a stay at home mom and she realized, you know, I've got to have a living now. And I, she was kind of famous for her different chicken salad recipes. Mm. And she thought, you know what? I bet I could make money doing this. And she literally went door to door selling her chicken salad. Oh my gosh. And now there are franchises all over our state. Mm. And, and you know, she just had chicken salads, not new. Right. Like, no. <laughs> everybody, I hope at least if you, if you have never had chicken salad, eat some chicken salad. It's good. Um, but, sh- you know, it's not like there was a new need that didn't already exist or mm-hmm. something that people couldn't maybe create on their own. But she was good at it and mm-hmm. she had a passion for taking care of her family. And she turned that into a crazy good business, which is insane, because to be honest, chicken salad for me is kind of one of those dishes, kind of like meatloaf that I just mm-hmm. never, ever think of. But yes. But have you had hers? Yes. And, and it's, it's different. It's very good. <laughs> she took it to the next level. And that's the key. Can you take it to the next level? Right. You know, I have some friends who do those multi-level marketing type companies. And for some, you know, I'm the kind of person I'll join just to get the discount, but I'm not going to try to sell it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some people who have literally made that their livelihood. So, mm-hmm. but they're passionate about it. And I, I truly believe if you can pursue something with passion and you really take the time to learn your, your fair, your good, then I think you can really be successful if you're willing to work it. Right. Yeah. And obviously as long as you are well prepared mm-hmm. in the things that we're talking about today. So one of the things that you mentioned earlier, right, is that f- for most uh, beginner or starter businesses, startup businesses, you know, the, the first few years are very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the stats that we talked about earlier, 20% failing within the first two years, mm-hmm. right? So uh, a big part of that from the, the research stats that I looked at was, not having a proper financial plan, mm-hmm. right? So not securing the the right financial means to cover them through a a time period when uh, when you would project start projecting positive cash flow in in the business. Many entrepreneurs are dreamers. 
Mm-hmm. They're not detail oriented where they can, they, where that's fun for them. You know, right. thinking about the next big thing is fun for them, but being able to focus on the minutia is very challenging for most entrepreneurs that I've met. Mm-hmm. You know, here at Gen Wealth, John and Janet teamed up and, and it's because they were trying to balance each other out. John is a dreamer. He's always going to be a dreamer. He's always looking way down the road, trying to come up with stuff. Janet is really good at saying, okay, I got your dream. Let's talk about how we're going to get there. Implementer. Yeah. Exactly. And so if you have that entrepreneurial mind, but you're not as talented at the financials and understanding the minutiae, like the details of who's going to order what and what's going to get where, then you've got to have that plan. It lays out your your financing for the business activities because ultimately if there's no money to sustain the activities, there's no business. So mm-hmm. you cannot have a business without first having a clear understanding of that. Yeah. So again, the idea here is that you want to make sure that you have the, the proper amount of financing to cover you until that business is starting to be self-sustainable in in the sense that it is bringing in the cash to then provide for your business activities. And it's best to really plan for a couple of years for that. I mean, the first mm-hmm. couple of years, you've got a lot of upfront cost. You know, at least plan on a couple of years for that, I would say, if you're trying to set that up with your um, with your business partners. Right, right. So kind of getting to, to the end of this, what would you say you know, are your two cents for? So my two cents, I'm going to throw out there. Many businesses fail because of a lack of research to identify the need, the market and the competitors. And then a lot of it's on that financial planning side. Mm-hmm. Um, don't put the cart before the horse and make sure you do your research. Don't get excited about what you want to do so much so that you don't take a few minutes to just calmly think through the logistics because when we make emotional decisions, we're awfully gonna, often going to do the thing at the wrong time for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And let's say for me, what I would ask is, you know, are there any ideas or any areas of the financial plan that you don't feel comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Right. Because one of the first things that that I learned in, in business school or uh, in college was in my business courses was how to do a SWOT analysis. Right. So what does that even mean? Right. So <laughs> for those of us that did not get a finance degree. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically an analysis that takes a look at your strengths weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, mm-hmm. right? So it's important to look at all those factors when you're looking into uh, the the business that you're wanting to start up and not just for the business, but for yourself, right? What are your own strengths and strengths and weaknesses as an individual? Uh, you know, do you have any sort of business acumen? If you don't, then it'd probably be really good to partner together with uh, other individuals that are more equipped to be able to handle those uh, those areas. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a CPA to help you come up with that financial plan and work through uh, how to secure that financing. So all, again, very, very important parts. So don't go out at it alone. Get help from experts, even if it costs you. Yeah. It is better to lose a few thousand dollars in consulting fees rather than in your entire life savings in a business that's not properly planned out. That's a wrap for us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, tune in next week to learn more about what you don't know about money. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors. And that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.